Hello and welcome to the Diz Unplugged email edition for November 13th, 2007. This week we'll discuss the 18% gratuity recently announced as part of the Disney dining experience for a listener in Scotland. One listener writes in to tell us of his experience with Planet Hollywood at Downtown Disney. We'll give some tips on getting around Orlando International Airport and we'll help a listener in Japan find good Mexican food in Orlando. All that and more up next on the Diz Unplugged email edition. Okay, our first uh, voicemail today comes to us from Normand, Normand, Norman in <laughs> Scotland. <laughs> Sorry, Norman. And he has a question about the, um, the very hot issue right now, the 18% gratuity uh, controversy that's uh, brewing on the board. So here's Norman. Hi, guys. It's Norman from Scotland calling. Uh, can I just say how much I enjoy the show? Listen to every week and get a lot of information from it. I listen to quite a number of podcasts, but yours is, um, I think, gives the widest range of information and I thoroughly enjoy it. I was phoning about an email that I received from Disney Dining Experience this weekend um, explaining that from January of 2008 that all um, sit down meals will have an 18% gratuity automatically added. Uh, now I've got a concern about this on two levels. Firstly, I want to give a gratuity on the basis of the service that I receive, and I don't want to be uh, told that I have to give 18%. I might want to give 15 I might want to give 25 But uh, I don't like the idea of, of a fixed 18 And to me, it seems more than a little hypocritical that the Disney Dining Card has had the um, gratuity removed from it because they don't want service to be um, affected by having an automatic gratuity. And at the same time, they've, they've done it with the dining experience. Uh, just wonder what your thoughts were. Thanks. Bye. Let me give a, a little background for folks who don't know. Uh, the Disney Dining Experience is a card or a program that Florida residents and annual pass holders can participate in. It's $65 for a year, and you get a card. You present that card to uh, certain restaurants, mostly restaurants that are Disney-owned and operated on Disney property, and you get 20% off your food bill. Uh, it's 20% off before tax. And on January 1st of 2008, they have announced that the Disney Dining Experience is now going to add 18% gratuity to the pre-discounted amount of your bill. We got a letter uh, email to all of the Disney Dining Experience members, and that's where this question comes from. You want to take it from there? Oh yeah, I've really lived with this for the past week, and right. I'm a little over it. I'm not. A, I don't even really have anything to say about the 18% gratuity. I just think uh, the problem I have with that is it's not really going to change the discount at all. We usually tip 20% when we go out, and we always tip on the pre-discount total. So. I really don't have a problem with adding the gratuity. The problem I have is that then tells the server that you're getting a discount. Now, you can hide the fact that you have the Disney Dining Experience until afterwards. But again, I, I'm one of those people that if you're going to add this to the bill and you know I'm going to add it, then I'm going to expect the best service from you. If you're telling me that I have to reward you for whatever service I get, whether it's good or bad, then I'm going to demand excellent service. Well, I think it's also important to raise the point that whether or not they automatically include it, it is still a gratuity, and a gratuity is always optional. If the service was not up to par, absolutely, they'll have to pull it off. They cannot. They, they have to take it off. They can't call it a gratuity. 
and make you make you pay it. Um, if you say no, the service was not up to standard. I am not giving that 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 tip. They have to take it off. I have a bigger issue. I have a bigger fish to fry. We got a very ambiguous email from the Disney Dining Experience Yeah, it was. That folks. was a very confusing email. And it read that this was this 18% gratuity was going to be added to all table service restaurants. Actually, the first email said it was going to be added to all food locations. Correct. So the way it read, it read that everybody, every time you bought food, you were going to have an automatic 18% gratuity added to your bill. And I called the Disney Dining Experience folks. They're the ones who generated this email. And their response was, yes, every place that you spend money on food, you are going to pay 18%. And I said, does that mean beverage carts? And they said, yes. I said, does that mean counter service locations? Yes. So I thought, I'm not quite sure I believe this yet. So I called Disney Guest Relations. And Disney Guest Relations said, absolutely, only it's not dining or beverage carts and counter service. It's only table service restaurants, and it's everybody, regardless of party size. Over the course of a couple of days... And I'm, regardless of whether or not they were Disney Dining Experience correct. members or just regular guests. So, And I, I apologize, but I'm tired of the the excuse-making and the complacency that comes from people who feel that they have to defend Disney when they give out this unreliable crap information i'm sorry there are large corporations out there who can communicate with one another and that every frontline employee knows what's going on before you talk to the public and i've used the the example before how would you feel if you called your local pharmacy and asked them a question and the person who answered the phone guessed at what what medication you should take this is not a pro this is not something that we would accept from any other kind of business that we do that you frequent well, you know, we made calls and we had people who said, I've not heard of this. I don't know what you're talking about. So they don't even know how to answer yeah. a guest. So it became this sort of, unfortunately, uh, as different people contacted Disney and got different pieces of information, it became this uh, ordeal on the boards of what was the correct information. The correct information is that it is not across the board. It is only for Disney Dining Experience members. The 18% is added uh, pre-discount. It's also going to be added to all parties of six or more, which is a change in Disney policy. It used to be eight or more, regardless of what you're on. Uh, Norman also raises a question about um, the Disney dining plan. That's the add-on you can add on to any package where you can have your dining included. And they used to include a gratuity in the Disney dining plan, and they've done away with that gratuity, saying that they people as a as a result of a survey people have said i want to be able to leave my own tip right whatever you know disney's spin on everything i so, want you to make it more expensive for me please right make it more expensive for me but now add the tip to the disney dining experience it just doesn't make any sense regardless of you know the the percentage that they're adding whether that's a fair amount or not that's something people have to decide for themselves um the idea of being forced to pay a gratuity is Ridiculous. Kevin said this. It's no longer gratuity. It's a surcharge. It's a service charge. Yeah. Getting back to what I was saying, this is a, a media and communications giant we're talking about. Right. And if they could figure out how to send an email to every member of the Disney dining experience, then they certainly should have been able to have figure out how to the day before I received the email that anybody who answers the telephone should have received the same email with an explanation of it. As a customer, I should not be forced to guess at what Disney's doing. 
I think, and if I call up, and I, I, I understand that this is a large company. I've been told that several times by the excuse makers. I don't buy that. If you don't know the answer, you shouldn't give an opinion. I don't know is better than erroneous information. Correct. Call back later when there's somebody smarter than me working on the telephone is basically what they're saying. But no, we're getting people who give opinions and guesses as to what the right answer are, and that's just to get you, the customer, off the phone. And I think if you settle for that, you deserve what you get. Yep. I agree okay. with you. I'm done. I just want to add that you can also buy a Disney Dining Experience card at Guest Relations now at the park. You don't have to call in advance. Um, I, I don't know if the date uh, started yet, but it's coming up yes, soon. Yes, it does. It's but don't go by anything they tell you because it might not be true. <laughs> oh, <geez>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Kevin needs to go stay in the corner and cool off for a little bit. What's our next email? <laughs> All right. All right, Norman. I hope that answers your question. You certainly got Kevin riled up. So, But thank you for uh, for calling in with that. And uh, the next email, I'm actually, um, I've got one here to read and... It's not about the Disney dining experience or the gratuity, but it does have to do with dining, and it has to do with Planet Hollywood, so I wanted to read this. Um, this is from Ryan Smith, and I, Ryan doesn't say where he's, where he's from, but uh, I just returned from a week-and-a-half trip to Walt Disney World and want to give a warning to anyone out there who plans on going to Planet Hollywood. With my package, I, like many others, received a $15 voucher to use at Planet Hollywood. This seemed perfect as we were arriving in the afternoon, and our park tickets did not start until the next day. I also had a $25 gift certificate from Planet Hollywood. After our horrible meals, dry overcooked steak for me and bland California lasagna for my wife, we received our check. I placed the voucher and gift certificate with the check, only to be told that the voucher cannot be used in conjunction with any other promotion, like a gift certificate. I was surprised and said that the gift certificate wasn't a promotion. It should act as cash and not have anything to do with the voucher. Long story short, they wouldn't honor it. They refused to honor it. Wow. And uh, Because they consider the gift certificate a coupon. Right. They consider Somebody the gift actually paid for that. It's not paid, giving you a discount. And he writes, I believe that the voucher that most people receive has lessened the quality delivered by Planet Hollywood. I absolutely agree with that. And perhaps Disney should rethink its collaboration with an entity that delivers such poor customer service. Yep. And it's not that they just that they deliver poor customer service and that they del deliver crappy food, but they have done it consistently yep. since the day they opened their doors. It's yes. time to roll that big blue ball right off Disney property. Absolutely. It is the <laughs> worst restaurant, it, I think, safely. It's, it's probably – it's got to be right there with Nine Dragons for uh, – Scrape well, at the bottom Nagin, of the. Uh, I thought that was much better than Planet Hollywood. I didn't have to write. I didn't have to wipe the grease off my placemat. Uh, it's terrible. Nine it, Dragons. I, I, it's, it's absolutely terrible. And so. they're consistent at that too. I mean. Yeah. Well, the last time we said something negative, the last time Kevin said something negative on the show about uh, Planet Hollywood, one of their somebody from the from the restaurant wrote in. Um, how can we get you to change a review or something along those Serve lines? better food. And that's exactly what we said. Serve mm -hmm. better food. And, and clean those oilcloth tablecloths with Windex. Take a little pride in your work. Take a little pride in your product, and then your reviews will get better. They are out front begging people to come in oh. with a free appetizer coupon at the Festival mm -hmm. of the Did Masters. Did you see that? No. They were begging people to come in their restaurant. We'll give you all free appetizers. I'm sorry. You don't have to give me free appetizers if you're serving me quality food with reasonable service in a clean restaurant. People will come. If you build it, they'll come. If you're serving crap, you're going to have to pay people to stand outside and beg people to come in. That's yeah. terrible. And you a house have, of blues well, on that roll. side. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you have, you have someone who's already paid for this $25 gift certificate. 
this is like cash. No matter what someone else presents to you, that's like saying, well, now what? You can't pay the rest of the bill with a credit card because we have to pay a surcharge on credit cards? No, you know, it's, it's absolutely ridiculous. Take the credit, the gift certificate, and be happy someone ate in your restaurant. And if it, even if you can't, take the $25 hit. It's customer service. Right. Now, you know what? It's, it, it's just one more reason. One more reason why the place should be shut down. Planet Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> really? Uh, oh. Ladies and gentlemen, if you're walking by and there are people standing outside begging you to come in, walk on sign. by. It's a bad sign. All right. Well, thank you for that, Ryan. Who else has an email they'd like I to read? I have one. Mrs. Martin. Mine's from Amy Hughes in Evansville, Indiana. She says hello to us all and gives us great hello, raves, Amy. you know, Hi, nice Amy. compliments. She's planning a trip for February as a surprise trip from Santa for her for their boys, Parker 4 and Thomas 3. They will be attending the opening night of the Pirate and Princess Party. She would love to hear a segment on the children's pirate cruises that Disney offers or some feedback on them from us. She says, hopefully you know some kids who have gone because she knows that we can't go ourselves. <laughs> We're not children. Um, her four-year-old absolutely loves Captain Jack and anything involving pirates. And there seems to be more choices every time they go for the pirate cruises in and around Disney World. So I'm going to give her the information that we have on the website. Um, I don't know anyone personally who has attended, but um, Regina sent an email this morning saying that one of our agents sent her boys Mm -hmm. or boy and that they had an absolutely fabulous time. I can tell you that John and I have been on a wishes cruise twice where that boat pulled up next to us. And it's great fun to sit there and listen. They've got them all involved, and they're all chanting and singing. And there's, I know they're they're serving snacks. We've watched them eat. It's a very loud and rowdy group, so it's kind of fun to sit out there and watch them. Well, it's for children ages 4 to 10, and they will receive a red and white striped pirate Mickey hat or a bandana. They will board their pirate ship, <laughs> which is basically a pontoon boat, under the supervision of the pirate crew. And at every port of call, they'll receive or they'll, a new treasure will await them. At the final stop, they can share their booty while enjoying lunch. And lunch consists of uh, peanut butter and jelly uncrustable, goldfish crackers, rice crispy treat, and normally some sort of juice box. Peanut and at butter least- and jelly that they serve them? Wow. Um, at least two cast members accompany the children, and they're all CPR certified. But all the participants must be potty trained. And I know she said one of her children is three. And, I mean, I don't know. Well, that would exclude Bob anyway. <laughs> I mean, you know, some children, they're different. So no pull-ups are allowed. Well, the three-year-old is also under the age limit. Oh, yeah, that's true. It says four to ten. So only one of her children would be able to go. The reason I mentioned the peanut butter is just make sure people that have uh, kids that have allergies I'm peanuts. sure they can make arrangements for yeah. people with allergies. I'm sure allergies. any parent would tell them that. The yes. other thing is, um, Uncrustables usually come prepackaged. Hmm. So, yeah. you, but that's right. They if you have any kind it. of allergies, mm-hmm. you should let the person you're making the reservation with know. Well, there are several different places. Um, the Albatross Treasure Cruise. <laughs> I can't talk. <laughs> the Albatross Treasure Cruise. It's kind of a tongue twister. It's at, the, it's at the Yacht and Beach Club. <laughs> they dock on Wednesday and Friday, and there the two-hour voyage begins at 9.30. Be sure you arrive 15 minutes early for your adventure. Um, the Disney Pirate Adventure at the Grand Floridian is on Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Saturday. It also begins at 9.30 in the morning. The Island of the Caribbean Pirate Cruise at Caribbean Beach Resort is on Tuesdays, and theirs starts at 9.30. And then the Sasagula River Adventure Cruise is at Port Orleans Riverside. And that is on Sunday, Tuesday, and Thursday. And theirs begins at 1130. You can book it 180 days in advance. Uh, call 407 
and the cost is thirty dollars and one cent per child. <laughs> what the heck is that? All I don't about? know why the one cent, but you it's need a Mickey. credit card at the time of booking, and you you must sign a waiver upon arrival at your docking station, and they do have a twenty four hour cancellation policy. So if you don't cancel within twenty four hours, you will be charged for the adventure, even if you don't go. I think it sounds like a great thing. I do too. Yeah, two hours—that's a lot. That's and a I lot of time. didn't even know about it, so I hope that answers your. If your question, kids are Amy. pirates fans, just keep your eyes open. Pretty much every corner you turn, something's going on with the pirates now. Disney has embraced that fully. And maybe her child will be four by that by February. Who knows? And the, <laughs> and the pirate and princess uh, thing just gets better as they go along. They keep adding stuff to it. So. Cool. Thank you, Julie. Who else? I have one. It's from Bruce, and he's from New Britain, Connecticut. And he says, um, I am. I have quite a, a different question for you that I hope you can help me out with. My wife and I are flying down in May, and our twins who are in college are coming down to join us a few days later. Uh, they've never picked up someone at the airport before and they want to know how much hassle it is and what is the procedure well i have to tell you bruce that orlando international is one of the easiest airports to get in and out of the, of any airport that i've ever gone to yeah i agree and it's number one it's well signed and uh it's easy to to get to from the uh disney world i suggest taking uh 417 and taking that towards the airport, and you get off on Boggy Creek Road, and that's the south entrance to the airport. And you go in and just follow the signs to your, uh, it's either A or B, and you want to just check on the signs that, which uh, airline is. Yeah, there's the overhead signs as you go yeah, in. Yeah, and it, it's well signed, and they give you plenty of time. But uh, you can do a loop. They also have a an area coming in on the south entrance that is like a cell phone parking area. So you can actually park your car in there and just when the when the boys get off the plane, have them call and, you know, when they get their luggage, you go and you go pick them up and uh, arrivals. And Does he say how old these kids are? They're in college. college. They're t- twins in college. So, uh, so th- that's the best thing. If they're Depending on how long you're going to stay, if they're going to do just a carry-on bag, then you might want to have them just go out on where the uh, departures are and pick them up on that entrance. Uh, usually in the afternoon, that's a lot less crowded than uh, arrivals. I think what Bob's saying is a great idea if you're using the, the cell phone parking lot. If it's young kids or somebody that you have to meet at a gate, you're going to have to pay to park and park in the garage. Yeah. If it's somebody who's pretty self, self-reliant, self I think it's a great idea to use the cell phone lot. And then what they do is they call you and you just pull up and they can call you after they've picked up their luggage. Mm-hmm. And then they just come out to the curb and then you can drive right up and pick them up and then go on without yeah. having to pay to park or get into the hassle of parking and going down through the tunnel and back up into the terminal. Because or, if you try if you try and stop your yeah. car outside of baggage claim uh, within minutes within, pop the trunk you know? within I mean, minutes they'll yeah. write you a ticket yeah. they have they have cops standing out there just looking for it since nine I mean, eleven the security issues are much mm-hmm. stronger yeah I mean a lot of people try doing the the circle thing and just keep circling around 
I find it's much easier to go to, I think it's the red parking lot, and, and just sit there and watch the planes landing, and, and when they the plane when they can turn their phone off, let them know that they're there, and then you get a much better uh, thing. And then you go back out the south entrance and catch 417 towards Disney World, and, the, again, the signs are well-marked, and it's, what, 20 20 minute drive. Maybe peek and let them come to the house. You can give them refreshments while they wait for the. Other- <laughs> yeah, sure, sure. <laughs> but, but he has some pocky. <laughs> Orlando is. I don't is, think that's going to be here then. <laughs> Orlando is very easy to get in and out of, and I just love going to the airport. And, and it's a great airport here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Up. If you are going to the airport and pick them up and have want to park and stuff like that, leave yourself a little bit of time. Orlando Airport has installed a sort of a tourist mall between the two terminals, which is a great way to kill. It's a nice, yeah. yeah. It's a great way to kill fifteen or twenty minutes before a flight. Absolutely. All right, we have another uh, voicemail from Kathy in Marietta, Georgia. And this this was just this is was a great voicemail. We all really enjoyed listening to this, so we'll play it for you guys and let you hear it. Here's she Kathy. Ever- oh. Here's Kathy in Marietta. Hi, just unplugged folks. This is Kathy. I'm Kay Scotty Mom. And we, I just wanted you to know how much we look forward to as a family. We look forward uh, to your podcasts. And we all sit kind of Norman Rockwell painting. We all sit together and we listen and we laugh uh, and we share and we learn and we feel as though you're part of our family, um, which is a really very nice feeling. Um, we're going to be, <clears throat> excuse me, in Marietta, Georgia right now, there's a lot of pollen, and that's why I sound like a frog. Um, we're looking forward to the pod, pod meeting on Thursday, but because Julie and Corey did the segue at Epcot, we're going to do it now, too, and we're doing that on Thursday from 9 to 11. So I'm calling to ask if you could possibly get, schedule the meet and greet for sometime after 11 o'clock. We'll be wherever you are if you just can. We don't want to miss the segue. Um, so if you could arrange it for after 11 o'clock, that would be so fantastic. We will have already been, <clears throat> pardon me, at the world for a week and be getting ready to head back home when you all are arriving, but we're just thrilled that our paths are going to cross. Do you know how much pleasure and delight you bring to our lives? Um, we, you, you have Max, but we have Noble, Angus, and Abigail, our three Scottish Terriers who sit with us, and I promise you we laugh and we just we love your stories. So, so for us and for everybody else who profits from them, keep up the good work. And please remember, Thursday after 11 o'clock. Sorry, Kathy, the podcast meet is from 9 to 11. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> just <laughs> You have a lovely voice. You really you have do. have a great voice. Yes. And you don't sound froggy at all. No, 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 you've got a great voice. And I was and kidding about the podcast meet being from 9 to 11. And, <laughs> and I just, I, 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 was really, I was really touched by your, uh, by your comments. I thought that was, uh, was very, very nice. That, uh. That's really cool. That was really cool. So we really look forward to meeting you uh, at the podcast meet. So now, if Between the, if, 4 and 7 p.m. If you didn't <laughs> listen to the show previously to this and you're only listening to the email show, it's going to be from 4 p.m. to 7 p.m. in the new concierge suite at the Swan Hotel. On the 12th floor. So, so. we look forward to seeing you, uh, seeing you guys then. Have fun on your Segway tour. Yeah, don't Enjoy fall. it. <laughs> Maybe I'll go on the Segway tour. Okay, who else? I have one. Mine is from Paul Somerville in Forty Fort, Pennsylvania. 
I've never heard of that. Forty Fort? Nope, never. The number 40, but written out in the word Fort. Hmm. I don't know how so many residents... I'm sorry. I don't know how so many non-residents can afford to do the parks slash cruises so many times. Do you feel that DVC membership would be a good value for a family wishing to do Disney every two years? And also, can the DVC points be used at regular resort like the Polynesian or Animal Kingdom Lodge? And is it worth it? Um, Paul, I think a lot of people can afford to do Disney or the cruise every year because they take a lot of time to research it on the Diz and they really figure out the best way to get the most for your money. You know, you travel at the right time of year, you look for those discounts, you look for the specials that are out there. I think that people really put a lot of effort into coming every year. I don't think it's that so many people have that much discretionary income these days. They, I think a lot of sacrifices are made. Right. I think people set this as a priority. And when it is your priority, other things can fall by the wayside. And I'm not suggesting that your kid's education or the doctor's appointment fall by the wayside. Right. But I, other discretionary or income that you use for entertainment, people do save a great deal to make these trips. If you want a, a great way to, to figure out some money-saving tips, check out the budget board. Those folks really do a great job of how they save money, how they put it aside, how they budget it. A lot of those people coming three and four times a year are people that get the annual pass. And those are the people that it, it's worthwhile to, you know. And that's one of the ways they, they do that. They get the discounts from the annual pass. They get the, uh, you know, and they just save on Don't have to buy tickets, tickets every, every time. As far as DVC, I'm a proponent of DVC. I mean, DVC can be debated whether it's worth it or not. In my opinion, when you purchase into DVC, what you're doing is you're – Hedging your vacation inflation bet is what you're doing. You're betting that the money you're spending now is going to buy you a vacation every year for the next 40-something years and that the, the Disney is going to raise their regular resort rates and you're going to now have this sort of now price for your vacation in the future. Um, I think DVC is a great thing. I think people who have the opportunity to purchase it should try to purchase it. Yes, it can be used at other resorts. They do a um, a swap out program. They're also involved in Interval Net International, and you can swap it out to other destinations. I we tried that once. We tried to swap out to Vegas. One of the things I think people should know if they're not familiar with DVC is it, you have to use more points to stay at places like the Polynesian or the Contemporary. You, you it. it your point usage is less if you book your res stay at your home resort. Once you start booking outside of your home resort, it costs more as far as points. You use up more points. Am I saying this right? Yeah, but more importantly, though, is that there, there's that whole idea of how what's the value of your point if you wanted to rent it on a, on a secondary market and use that money to purchase a hotel room. Well, I just want to – I'm sorry. I just want to clarify that once you're a DPC member, you can book at any resort. The only difference is is that your home resort, you can book 11 months out. Right. Uh, another resort has to be eight months out, another DVC resort. But the price, the, um, the amount per point stays the same. Whatever it is for that, 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 uh, that DVC property, those are the points. They don't, they don't fluctuate whether you're a member there That's or not. That's actually true, yes. Okay, you told me differently. I lied to you then. Okay. <laughs> I was giving I just wanted to make sure I clarified that. Misinformation. But I was going to tell a story about how we tried to trade out to Las Vegas one year, and we found that it was kind of ridiculous, the number of points we had to use, plus you have to pay a fee uh, for the actual exchange. So 
some areas are not going to be as good a value. I would say go for DVC if you can afford it um, and stay at that resort. I mean, and the DVC resorts, in my opinion, are beautiful resorts. They're incredible. I think they're, they're some of the best on property, really. Yeah. Old Key West. And everyone that's a DVC member that I ever talked to has nothing but good to say about it. You, you, don't, you don't hear a lot of complaints. And, John, when you described it at the beginning there, that, that's the best I've ever heard anybody talk about DVC and describe it in a manner, you know, buying it now for the future. The uh, once What people say, once you get into a DVC um, setup, it's hard to go back to a regular resort room yeah. because of the, they usually have the kitchen facilities and their larger space. So um, give that a try. If not, just save your pennies. Yeah, DVC, I th- I, I, yeah, I think we're in all, in, all in agreement. It's a great, uh, it's a great deal, ultimately. So, All right, well, thank you very much, John. I have one here. Um, this is uh, more a comment than it is a question, but I, was, uh, I, I thought this was what this guy did was great. This is from Frank Phillips in Birmingham, Alabama. He writes, I've been a Diz Unplugged listener since before the change to the roundtable format. It's made my many Disney experiences even richer. I went to Walt Disney World in October and wanted to pass on a review that I wrote about the PhotoPass service so that other listeners would be able to benefit from my experience with it. Feel free to pass this information on via the podcast and or a link from the Diz site. Best regards, Frank Phillips. And I'm going to have a link to this uh, on the show notes page, and I encourage everyone, everyone, to go check this out. Uh, he not only wrote up an excellent explanation and review of the PhotoPass process, but he's also he also took pictures that some of the pictures he got from his PhotoPass, and side by side with pictures he took at the same time with his own camera, his own $190 point and shoot camera and I, I think those comparisons are very very interesting um, he also uh, points out that not all these photo pass p- photographers are very good photographers and he shows some examples some several examples actually of you know where they ta- they took a picture of his daughter when the daughter do- his daughter's face was completely obscured either by the character or she had her back to the photographer and these guys are just basically snapping pictures and whatever they get they get so, you know, I found the same thing when Taylor was in town, Julie's uh, sister. I was right next to the PhotoPass photographer taking taking the shots, too. And we got them home, and I was comparing them to the, the PhotoPass website. I'm like, Your Whoa. shots were much better. Yeah, I'm like, well, why would we buy these? I think one of the um, allures of the PhotoPass thing is that the whole family can be in the shot. Right, right, exactly. No one's out of the shot. But I'll give you a piece of advice. When you're at Disney, ask somebody to take your picture. I can't tell you how many times Kevin goes up and offers to take people's pictures. Do you all want to be in the in the shot together? Yeah. Corey does that yeah, too. Yeah, they never expect it, but it's great. Well, you see, and but ultimately, what I I really liked about uh, this what what he did was that his review of this is really very balanced. Yes, it is a very fair assessment and a very accurate and in depth assessment of PhotoPass. And anybody who think they might be inclined to use PhotoPass absolutely, absolutely has to read Frank's review. It's it's terrific. Yeah, so. because he even showed that there were some actual gems in there. Yeah, yeah. So uh, there'll be a link to that on our show notes page. Don't but you it, love it when people want to get involved like that and help us out? I think that's awesome. But it's uh, Frank Phillips, P-H-I-L-L-I-P-S dot com forward slash PhotoPass. FrankPhillips.com forward slash PhotoPass. Is a location and uh, absolutely please go check that out. So he's gonna get a traffic spike. (laughs) (laughs) 
So uh, who else? Anybody else? Have I one? have one. Bobby? I have one from Rob Skinner, and he's in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. And he says, it's not a question as much as I'm writing with an idea for a new segment for the show. You folks do a good jo- a great job covering a wide variety of topics, but I have not heard much about golf. So my suggestion is to send Bob golfing. He could review the golf courses at Disney and surrounding area, commenting on the difficulty and condition of the course as well as the amenities. Pricing. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Bob, I couldn't resist that. <laughs> I that? bet we have some male listeners that feel that way about store tours. <laughs> I'm sure they do, but I just want to be you, funny. Did you? I was snoring. <laughs> so about golf, about the topic of golf. Oh, she okay. finds golf boring. Why so, is it that every email he reads is about himself? <laughs> I want to know more about Bob. I don't me. want to see Bob in this the park. Bob's going to be playing cart polo. No, I handed him Peter that. Peter handed me this one. I handed him that. He, he says he could even mount cot cam on the golf cart. And I'm sure that there are always Dizzers or Barbarazzi in town who could join him. <laughs> it's already, it's already caught up, hold, hasn't it? To make up a foursome. My wife and I will be there the first two weeks in January and would love to have Bob join us for a, a review of one of the Disney courses we'll be playing. Keep up the great work. So, Can I drive the cart? <laughs> you have to. Yeah, you could. I'll go. But you got, you, okay. But I just want to drive the cart. Okay. <laughs> I actually have a, a, a camera mount that will attach to the... Oh, no, forget it. What then. an adventure. No, you're not going <laughs> to tape us. And Bob golfing. Bob doesn't trust anybody in his cart. But uh, that's it for me. So, Rob, we're going to look at this. Okay. And, uh, yeah, so, Rob, uh, since you gave us an idea that we're going to use as a segment, go ahead and pick a number, 1 through 30. Wow. Send it to podcast. Podcast <laughs> at www.info.com. Tell us what number you want. We'll, we'll give you something from the, uh, the prize pool. We take any of your ideas and use them to make a segment on the show. That's what we're going to do. Give you, give you a chance to. And the prize pool is literally a pool filled with water with prizes floating, <laughs> Flo- floating in it. <laughs> we take a big yeah, like skimmer. That, like we yeah, bob for gig, apples. That 30-gig iPod I gave away last week, I didn't mention it that it was waterlogged. It was floating in a Ziploc yeah, bag. So. <laughs> we take a big skimmer. We're going to get the pool. Now we um, we really do uh, we we love getting your emails we love getting your voicemails and uh, you can send us an email to podcast at wdwinfo.com or you can call us toll free I one of these days I'm going to get this memorized or have it right in front of me I really do I need a sticky somewhere Do you want me to memorize it and every time you say call us I'll go one eight hundred Yeah you know that's really that what you need to like do it's one eight seven seven something or other but I can't find my <laughs> <laughs> I can't find my darn piece of paper. Just keep typing numbers till you get it right. We need to figure out. If well, it's I have Bob's phone number. I'll give that out. Four zero seven. It's not even. It's not even four zero seven. I mentioned it at the beginning of the show. Just rewind and listen. <laughs> oh no! Never mind. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> a lazy podcast. You should, should have been paying attention. <laughs> it's it's eight seven seven three one zero nine six six two. And as always, if we use your email or voicemail on the show, we're going to send you your own Diz Unplugged T-shirt. And at the end of the month, we take uh, one uh, random. We pick a name at random from those whose emails and voicemails we played on the show, and we give them a shot at one of. 30 prizes. We have everything from $25 gift certificates to iPods to dinner with Kevin uh, to a lap dance with Bob. And uh, 
But he's going to be wearing that bikini. <laughs> lime green, nothing but a lime green thong okay, and people, a boot. Okay. People, people so some lucky listener, their eyes out some as lucky listener is going to get that. So. And that will do it for our show this week. Oh, wait. Kevin's got something. I have one more. Oh, I'm sorry. I've been asking. Anybody got one? I didn't get it until just now. It's uh, a late arriving email. I see. <laughs> it's just in. It's just in. <laughs> Plus, I forgot something else. I never said hello to Anthony, so I would have been Hi, remiss. Anthony. That would have been bad. <clears throat> it would have. This is from Sherry in Pembroke Pines, Florida. We'll be in the area during the holidays and wanted to have a nice lunch or dinner at one of the restaurants that may have some holiday spirit at one of the resorts or downtown Disney. No. (laughs) (laughs) Pete's not allowing that. Uh, As we will not be doing any of the parks, which restaurants would you recommend? Um, There's a bunch of them. And as for which one's going to have holiday spirit, pretty much everything is decorated now. There's decorations pretty much everywhere you go. So it's going to be... What you, what's appealing to you? Where did she say she was going to be? She's going to be in the resorts or downtown Disney. She's not doing oh. any of the parks. If you're looking for a fancy dinner, we just told you that we thought Yachtsman Steakhouse is great. If you are looking for a spectacular view, you can't beat Narcissus. And if you do it during the fireworks time, you'll be able to watch the Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party fireworks from your uh, table in the restaurant. The California Grill is a spectacular view of all of the Magic Kingdom and... That's also great. At Downtown Disney, I would recommend Portobello Yacht Club. I think it's a great meal. These yeah. are pricey, pricey versions of dinner, though. But, it, it, well, you know, also we should never, ever over, overlook when we tell people about places to go, should never overlook the Yacht Club galley. Now, I granted, it, it may not be the most uh, ornate or the most themed restaurant on Disney property, but you're getting served an incredible meal at very reasonable prices, and there's never any trouble getting in there. And, uh, you know, especially if you can't get a reservation anywhere else and you want a nice meal with your family and don't want to get taken for a walk, um, it's a good, uh, it's a real good option. I love it over there. So I just want to make sure I throw that in. I think you're going to find holiday spirit and decorations in any corner of the park you venture into. We were in downtown uh, Disney the other night, and downtown Disney is decorated. So I think you're pretty much going to find and especially, what you're looking for. And especially most of the deluxe resorts all have some kind of big Christmas display. If you go back and listen to our uh, Christmas in July series, um, I mean, obviously, when this year's displays go up, we'll report on this year's displays, but we talked about a lot of that uh, in our Christmas in July series, too. So, We just had lunch the other day at Earl of Sandwich, and I know there are people who love it and people who are detractors. I, for one, think Earl of Sandwich is of a bargain. I like it, yeah. Um, yeah. The sandwiches are about 6 bucks. They have a Cobb salad, which is absolutely killer for $6. And I think on Disney property, a Cobb salad and a soda or a Cobb salad and a drink, any of your drink of choice, you're looking at under 10 bucks for lunch. And you can sit outside and watch, just soak up the downtown Disney atmosphere. That's a nice inexpensive lunch Yeah, exactly. by Disney standards. Agreed. I, I want to mention, uh, if you want a, an experience, go over to Gaylord Palm. Uh, they have a, a lot of Christmas decorations up over there. They have the ice uh, display over there. It's a beautiful there. hotel. And it's just a gorgeous hotel, and they have different theme. It's like themed for all around uh, Florida. It's like the, the Keys and uh, St. Augustine and that type of stuff. So... That's that's a good take. You know, you pay for your parking and, and then go in. And there's a couple of really good restaurants in there that you can take advantage of. Also, they have ice skating too. Yeah, that was uh, that surprised yeah. me when they told me that. Yeah, lots of lots of uh, 
no shortage of, of holiday themed events and yeah you're not going to be shortchanged yeah. any place you go not at all orlando um, does it big for the holidays oh yeah and julie you're going to take us out i have one from japan i thought well john thought it would fit well with the store <laughs> tour segment so i'm going to read it it's from nathan ulrich who i don't believe is japanese no <laughs> <laughs> but he says hello to everyone and greetings from japan he is a loyal listener <clears throat> He says his job currently has him working there with his girlfriend, and he's planning to come to Disney World next spring. They are both restaurant buffs and particularly enjoy Mexican food. Me too. But as you've pointed out in past podcasts, the San Angel Inn at Epcot isn't quite up to par as far as Mexican food goes. I was wondering if you have any suggestions for a good Mexican restaurant in the Orlando area. He'd also be interested to hear our favorite restaurants in the parks, which... Kevin just told you. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, Kevin just gave a good list of those. Yeah, he says, thanks so much. And if any of you or your Disney listeners are ever in Japan, it's definitely a great show. Um, visit Tokyo Disneyland and Tokyo Disney Sea. They're two excellent parks that any Disney fan would enjoy. Oh, can we stay with Nathan? Yeah, can we stay with you, all six of us? <laughs> yeah. Everything I've ever read or saw about Tokyo Disney Sea really has me intrigued. Oh, I'd love to it see it. It looks fantastic. I'd like to see it come to California. Yes, um, there is definitely... There's a chain of uh, Mexican restaurants. They're very inexpensive. As a matter of fact, John and I can go and feast for about $25. The name of the place is Tortilla Tijuana Flats. Yeah, Tijuana Flats is good. It's our favorite, favorite, favorite place. It really is. They have really tasty Mexican food. And again, two of us can have a virtual feast for Isn't 25 Isn't that the place where they have like 2,000 hot sauces? Yes. It's, 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 you walk up and you order at a counter and then they bring you your food. And they do it have a hot, sauce, a hot sauce bar. It looks like a fast food kind of a place. However, in my opinion, it's quality, quantity, and a reasonable price. There's a brand new one uh, in Hunter's Creek, which is 10 minutes from Disney property, Abbasiola mm-hmm. Parkway. And there's one on Central Florida Parkway. Is that that the right road? No. I know there's one off Kirkman. No. Um, there's one on Kirkman Road near Universal Studios. Kirkman and Metro West Boulevard. Not John Young. What's the one up from John Young? Sand Lake. Orange Blossom Trail. Orange, Orange Blossom, Blossom Trail. Trail. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm so good with my directions. Right? I'm telling you. I wasn't even sure which direction he was going in. Name every street in Orlando, and I'll tell you if that's it. <laughs> <laughs> There's a couple of them within a 10 or 15-minute drive of Disney. And, and if you go on their website, you can find out where their locations are. I also want to mention I, Don Pablo's. I mean, it's not I mean, authentic, obviously, Mexican food being freshly made, but it's a lot better than the San Angel Inn. And Corey and I, we actually go there quite a bit because I love their queso blanco. Don Pablo's, you know, get down, Where is get it? Down. They have one on um, <laughs> International Drive around the whole convention area. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's one out by us, but nobody wants to drive out there. There's a, I've never been to them, but there's a Chili's. I hate Chili's. Is it is really disgusting. Bad? Sorry. That's, not, that's more <laughs> that's more burgery kind of. That's yeah, not really they serve Mexican food. Like yeah. That's more Southwestern. Southwest yeah. inspired, but. Ugh. Gotcha. Well, there's some suggestions for you. But uh, there are certainly some some options, Nathan, for for Mexican food. That's so funny. He's in Japan. He's obsessed about Mexican food. (laughs) Ask Corey. Our first date, Mexican food. Oh, yeah. That's what I wanted. Uh, Sounds like (laughs) Smart, huh? (laughs) John and I met in a Don Pablo's. Yeah. So you probably sing that song to yourself all the time. Yeah. Get down, get down. No. Well, cool. Well, thank you uh, for the email, Nathan. Thank you for that, Julie. And that will do it for our show this week. We hope you enjoyed it and 
Just a reminder, uh, next week our regular show goes up on Tuesday, and our email show starting next week will go up on Wednesday. So we hope you have a great week, and we'll see you next Tuesday with another edition of the Diz Unplugged.